Welcome to The Corporate Coven, a podcast for witches at work. This is where magic meets the 9 to 5 grind. I'm Jess, your host, aka That Witch from Work and Head Witch in The Corporate Coven. This podcast is your spellbook to blending career savvy with mystical know-how. As a corporate witch, career expert, and astrologer, I'll be your guide to navigating the professional realm with a touch of magic. Join me for a bewitching journey into the enchanted intersection of work and witchcraft. What's up, witches? Welcome back to staff meeting here in the second week of January 2024. We're really into it now. Schools are back in session, winter break vacations have ended, and it's back to routine. At least it is for me and my family. That's one thing that I've been looking forward to is the, I would say the chaos, mostly because of the randomization of my schedule through Capricorn season, through the holiday season, through the time when we are off of work and celebrating big moments, big holidays, rituals of belief, devotion, connection, and love, and all of that goodness, and it's back to work. I'm smiling as I say that because y'all know that I love my day job. I love my career. I feel so much engagement and passion and fulfillment and bliss and meaning and value through my career and through my work. And I also just live in a house with a lot of Capricorn energy. And so it's really nice that things are kind of getting back to order and structure. Last week, in staff meeting, I talked about Mars entering Capricorn. And in this week, Mars is well on his way through the zodiac sign of Capricorn. This is a stable and focused, disciplined, and dutiful transit. All of these things, all these key words are exactly what we would expect from the zodiac sign of Capricorn. Someone who is diligent someone who consistently delivers excellence, someone who has climbed to the highest peak of their field, their vocation, their industry, their career. And so I thought what might be fun is to quickly review a list, not an exhaustive list, but a list of some celebrities or famous athletes, authors, composers, etc. Just some some big names that you might know of that have their natal Mars in the sign of Capricorn. Are you ready? Celebrities with Mars in Capricorn include Lady Gaga, Emmy Rossum, Kat Dennings, Shia LaBeouf, Samuel L. Jackson, David Tennant, Lindsay Lohan, Zach Galifianakis, Jeff Goldblum, Nicki Minaj, which, whoa, (laughs) I definitely feel that with Nicki. I feel that. Christina Aguilera, the Olsen twins, John Wayne, Jerry Seinfeld, Lily Tomlin, Chelsea Handler, Jimmy Kimmel, David Bowie, Lars Ulrich, Nicolas Cage, Brad Pitt, James Spader, Jake Gyllenhaal, Walt Disney, Amanda Bynes, Steven Spielberg, 
Robert Pattinson, Megan Fox, Ben Stiller, Drew Barrymore, Marlon Brando, Ewan McGregor, Orlando Bloom, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Tom Selleck, Joe Pesci, Khalil Gibran, whom I quote all the freaking time. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you've probably read one of Khalil's quotes on my Instagram. Have I made my point yet about like the power of this placement? No? Oh, okay, that's fine. I'll keep going. Um, let me see. Jim Carrey, Julia Roberts, Rosa Parks, Catherine Hepburn, Rod Stewart, Bob Marley, Ruby D, Damon Wayans Jr., Jeff Bezos, Elvis Costello, David Goyer, who, if you don't know, actually won a Saturn Award for Best Writing for Batman Begins, which just feels so Mars and Capricorn. He also co-writes the video games Call of Duty Black Ops, which is very, very Mars and Capricorn, right? Like very militant. We also have L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, Harlan Coben, who is an author that writes about murders, like fatal accidents, etc. And I saw this and I was like, well, that's fun because right now the company that I work for, like my day job company is currently headed by Harlan's brother. So that was a fun connection for me to learn. Also, Sergio Ramos, a football player for Real Madrid and Spain. And I heard it as it came out of my mouth. I said football instead of soccer. It happens. That's my bad. <laughs> um, we also see with Mars and Capricorn, Usain Bolt, Lindsey Vaughn, and many, many other prominent athletes all have Mars and Capricorn in their natal charts. And so does Sanjay Gupta, an American neurosurgeon and assistant professor that is also CNN's chief medical correspondent. Do you think I'm done with this list of celebrities with Mars and Capricorn? No, no, of course I'm not done because Mars is Capricorn. Mars and Capricorn is is energy, but it's long lasting, right? So we're not done. Let's keep going on the list. Who else? Who who are the other big names that we would recognize that were born during a Mars Capricorn transit? Eugene Levy, Ice T, Sean P. Diddy Combs, Bjork, Theodore Roosevelt, Florence Welch, Gwen Stefani, Shakira, Patti Smith, Alea, David Lee Roth, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Big Boy, Vanilla Ice, David Draymond from Disturbed, Mac Miller, Sean White, Lindsey Sterling, BKS Iyengar, The Weeknd, David Guetta, Keith Urban, Gavin DeGraw, Anne Hathaway, Mark Ruffalo, Taylor Lautner, so we got both of the Twilight Boys now, Albert Einstein, Diane von Furstenberg, George Harrison. And this is certainly not the last celebrity. Certainly not the last. But I'll conclude this list with Jane Austen. You can find the charts of all of these celebrities and more at astrocharts.com. They have this really cool feature where you can look up charts of prominent um, individuals based on rising sign sun moon combinations based on a specific placement or aspect in the chart. It's actually like a really cool comprehensive database that sometimes I'll use when I'm trying to find like chart examples, for example, of like, Oh, who else has this midheaven placement or who else has this 
you know, sun moon combination or something like that. So if you haven't been to astrocharts.com, definitely go check it out. This is not an ad. They have no idea that I'm saying this, but I legitimately use this website, uh, for fun, but also for research. And I don't know, especially like if you're interested to see what celebrities do I share a big three placement with, you can go find that there. But again, I, I just, I give you this long, long list just to demonstrate how this exaltation can show up. I shared a video on my Instagram recently of Lady Gaga when she was performing at a Victoria's Secret fashion show. And she's wearing these like six inch platform and higher like stilettos with massive wings because it's like the Victoria's Secret fashion show, right? So she has these like wings on and then she's like walking and performing and she's not just like walking, she has the runway walk. And there it's like this incredible demonstration of athleticism, but also the artistic entertainment side as well. It's just this like peak artist who is in their prime and just is so precise and successful. You know what I mean? It's so effective and efficient. Like it's, it's this really powerful dominating aspect. And when you have this in your chart, like when you have this in your chart, whether it's by birth or by transit, this is going to bring that I'm trying to avoid saying things like star power, star quality, because I'm not sure that that's like the language that I want to use, but it's just this oomph. You know what I mean? Like climbing to the top of the mountain and doing it better than everyone else, really rising to the top and becoming um, this embodiment of your industry, a representation of like you know, hey, if, if you're going to play football, here's one of the best people who have ever done it, Sergio Ramos. You know what I mean? Um, people like David Lee Roth, Carrie, the, I mean, Rosa Parks, Catherine Hepburn, like these are some of the the people that depending on what era you're coming into, like they are a hallmark. Bob Marley, like, are you kidding me? Like a, a hallmark of the industry, a critical part of its foundation and its advancement when it was scaling and becoming more popular. Like Usain Bolt, like I remember those Olympics, like that is a a critical moment in my memory and relationship with like the Olympic games growing up. You know what I mean? So this is the power of Mars and Capricorn. And we have Mars and Capricorn in the chart right now. This is the current transit that we're going through. And again, I talked about this in last week's staff meeting, but I want to keep revisiting it. And I, I might just be talking about it in every episode until it leaves and moves into the sign of Aquarius. But it's, it's just such a cool powerful power pack transit. And I want us to make the most of it, which is why I talked about it also in the first episode for the corporate coven podcast subscription community. What what should I call it? It's like the corporate coven, but it's like the VIP corporate coven. How do I separate that? If you have some ideas on the language, let me know. But, but this is what I talked about in that first episode of working with the astrology of the new year and why I thought this actually is a really awesome time for manifestation and intention. I know that it's like winter and we're feeling introspective and internal, but man, this like first part of January is just some legitimate badass time to do some serious work. And if it's not in your day job, that's okay. On this podcast, we expand what we think about work. We expand and broaden the definitions of 
work and service and labor to create a more holistic and balanced perspective, right? So this is a good time to put in the work. Where you're putting in the work is up to you. I don't know. This podcast is for both personal and professional development because honestly, they're the exact same thing. Working on yourself is working on your career and vice versa. And if right now you're hearing this and you feel like that's not the same for you, this is an invitation to work with me because this is what I do with my clients is I help them align and integrate and define the existing relationships as well as desired future state relationships of the planets in their chart. And the planets are the C-suite, your celestial cosmic C-suite of your chart and of your life, okay? So we're going to be talking about Mars and Capricorn and how to really take advantage of this astrological energy this month. It's like getting, like if you can get started off on the right foot and not that there's a wrong one, but it's like, think about your dominant foot. Think about preference. If you can start with the foot that you feel most comfortable starting with, then you're going to feel a lot more confident at the beginning. And that's really going to push you through to the end of whatever task you're working on, whatever project you're moving through and whatever mission you're creating in your life. So let's get into the check-in question. Believe it or not, that super, super long intro was not the check-in, but here it is. What is coming into focus? Some of you are like this episode, I hope Jessica, let's get to the, let's get to the astrology. Okay. We are, what is coming into focus? And this is really inspired by Mars in Capricorn in Hermeticism. The three of pentacles is the tarot card associated with Mars in Capricorn. This tarot card brings the essence of the number three and the element earth nicknamed in the hermetic tarot as the Lord of material work. If this is interesting to you, you'll want to read an upcoming newsletter that I have drafted and I'm going to be sharing it with the corporate coven closer to the new moon in Capricorn, which is actually happening this week. And I'm going to let you know about the most productive day in the month of January. And this is really that peak moment where we think about the Lord of material work, whatever that looks like for you. For me, I'm kind of imagining like Amanda Priestley from The Devil Wears Prada. Was her personal life exceptional? Absolutely no. That woman was a shit show at home. But her career, Mars in Capricorn, the Lord of material work, right? So that's what I think of. That's like the visual I get. But what is yours? What does your um, archetype look like for this? And I want you to think about coming into focus and focusing on that expression, focusing on that archetype, that embodiment of that Mars in Capricorn, okay? So at the beginning of this week, what is starting to come into focus? What is starting to be clarified? And this is going to be an indicator of where you can make an investment in your time, energy, and resources that will bring about something really powerful and meaningful. And I want to say long lasting, but I'm going to take it back the second I say it. And you'll learn why when we get into the astrology forecast. But first, let's go over phase management. In this section of staff meeting, we're going to be looking at the journey of the moon as the most personal luminary and talking about how it will influence our work and our own energy as we move throughout the week. 
So we begin the week in Scorpio, a Scorpio moon. We'll move through to Sagittarius, to Capricorn, and then end the week with a moon in Aquarius. And it feels kind of like re-entering society after spending so much time away in a hermit-like experience. I know for me, I was super social over the holidays. I mean, I had a ton of family time. I lived by a ton of family and I still went into the office and saw some people, you know, like I was still like social and out, but I was definitely having a very introspective and reclusive, yeah, just experience. Like I was, I was very much inside my head for a lot of the holiday season. You might've also felt like you were journeying through, it was like a dimly lit hall or cave But now you're starting to see the light and you're starting to emerge from that cave dwelling. While in Sagittarius, the moon will meet with Venus and Mercury. And so the beginning of the week highlights our values, relationships, our ideas, thoughts, and transactions. When the moon moves into Capricorn, the moon is in detriment, being in the polar sign of the moon. The moon will greet Mars and the sun, giving us that new moon in Capricorn on Thursday the 11th, and then Pluto, before finally getting some breathing room as the moon will ingress into Aquarius. Right now, Pluto is at the 29th degree of Capricorn, and it's putting a lot of pressure on those parts of our charts, and it could feel like that final push before breaking through. Pluto moves into Aquarius on January 20th and immediately forms a conjunction with the sun, which is a pretty fascinating aspect that we'll be talking about in the future staff meeting. But I share this because I want to illustrate the intensity of Pluto as he is so close to returning to Aquarius at the anoretic degree in Capricorn at that 29th degree. I thought of this as the battering ram in different war stories. The first one that came to mind was the Battle of Helm's Deep in the Two Towers. There's this first couple of like hits from the battering ram that push the heroes back and perhaps even like opens the door slightly before the heroes like push back and close the doors. But eventually the attacking army breaks through and pushes the battle closer to the castle. And it's kind of like that with Pluto right now. And the moon is going to highlight that type of energy following the new moon in Capricorn on Thursday. So let's talk about the major transits this week. This won't be as much of a day-by-day forecast. Rather, again, we're going to be prioritizing talking about the loudest transits and aspects of the week. In list order, here are some of the big ones. On January 10th, Mars in Capricorn forms a sextile to Saturn in Pisces at 4 degrees. Mars in Capricorn is in the home sign of Saturn and is likely going to say yes to doing some of Saturn's bidding. So imagine Saturn in Pisces asking Mars to do a favor, right? Like what is he going to be asking for? Well, Saturn wants restraint, mastery, barriers, and patience. While Mars is an active and energetic planet, he can show a lot of restraint when in the sign of Capricorn. So whatever has been stirred up in your life by Saturn in Pisces, Mars is now here to help. At work, this could feel like getting some additional help on a project. It's like getting a little bit more budget than you did last year or getting buy-in from a leader that could really help elevate and promote your work. 
So remember the check-in question about the three of pentacles, right? What are you focusing on building in your life right now? This is a great week to manifest, do some spell work, some ritual, etc. because we have the new moon in Capricorn happening on Thursday, January 11th. It's going to be around 5 a.m. Mountain Standard Time when it's exact at 20 degrees Capricorn. And at the same time, we see Mars forming a stabilizing trine to Jupiter in Taurus. So this added like structure this added stabilization is really helpful because some of you remember that Uranus is lingering at 19 degrees Taurus in its retrograde cycle and will add a destabilizing quality to the new moon. So it kind of felt like be mindful what you wish for. It's an invitation to innovate and to try something new. Usually these new moon intentions take like six months, right? But we look at the full moon for the completeness of the cycle. It's just that something about this moon in particular feels faster than that. And so this is, I referenced this earlier in the episode about, you know, something taking time, but actually I don't know that it will take a long time. It might actually happen sooner than you wished for, but it might not be what you expected. There's going to be something surprising about it. So again, ways to work consciously with Uranus is to change it up before it changes you. If you can initiate some of the disruption, then at least change has already started, but it will help give you more of a feeling of influence or control in the matter. And if you want more insight on experiencing or navigating Uranus transits and aspects in your career, then you'll be interested in joining the subscription tier for the Corporate Coven podcast, uh, where I'm going to actually be releasing an episode talking just about that. That was a listener requested topic. And I've been doing some research and compiling my notes and getting ready to really offer some thoughtful and um, I want to say like well-composed perspectives and advice for navigating those transits. And so if Uranus has been in your chart, kind of like messing shit up for you, then again, that'll be an interesting and useful episode. But for this new moon, I'm eager to see what it will look like. It's making me think about the, you know, be careful what you wish for. You might wish for, you know, a lot of money, but then as soon as it's granted to you, you hear all these news stories about how a charity that's really important to you lost all of these funds and now they're not going to be able to, um, you know, pay for, I don't know, like children's surgeries or something like really like awful and like heart-wrenching and then you feel like so guilty like oh my gosh like I shouldn't have wished for that money because I didn't realize like that it would be taken from someone else and it's like the fine print that the genie didn't tell you about or something like that and so it might still be like really like nice but it may not be what you were expecting and so ways to work with this is to be really clear and concise but maybe also adding in language that sounds like I'm open to this being even more wonderful easy and you know blissful than I could imagine it to be something like that. Like, like I want it to be exactly this or better. If you have better then I want that, <laughs> like surprise me with something better, but not something worse. So also during the 11th to the 12th, Mars will be forming a trine to Jupiter at exactly five degrees. So these days feel like super awesome, wickedly productive days. Like, do you want to use this time at work? awesome because this is a good time for labor, for business and value creation. But do you prefer to like be at home? 
Okay, good. Use some sick days or some PTO or something like that and stay at home and then do those things there, right? Or do those things in your relationship or this is like a good time to like, I don't know, recreate if you have Capricorn in like your fifth house, say, or you just like want to go like on a vacation with your kids or something. This is a really good day to um, just do like what you feel a lot of energy to do. And I'm going to use like the word industrious. You want to make the most of this industrious energy. But again, on this podcast, we expand our concept of these language because um, caretaking is work. Resting and true self-care and restoration is work. Feeding yourself is work. Like all of these things are work. So when I'm talking about being productive and being industrious, um, you know, putting in some like labor, don't just think about the day job. But for a lot of us, it, it could be the day job. I feel like it's probably going to be the day job for me. And that's wonderful and that's okay. But this is an awesome time to take advantage of this potent astrological energy. Like I said earlier, there's another day in January that I think will be the most productive day of the whole month, and I'll be sure to share that information with the Corporate Coven, so stay connected. Be sure to turn on notifications and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and for more cosmic career advice. I'll catch you in next week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Corporate Coven, a podcast for witches at work. Keep the magic alive by joining our newsletter at www.thatwitchfromwork.com. There you can find extra resources and book a career astrology reading with me. If you love today's episode, you can support our work by subscribing, turning on notifications, and even making monthly donations. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, witches.